Hello, I'm Jack. And I'm Claire. We are bringing to you, as your host, the Ultimate Canadian Podcast, where we compare different areas of the world to Canada to determine how great this country really is. So stick around and enjoy Canada, Canada versus the World. world. In this episode of Canada vs. the World, we're going to be talking about Canadian education and how it stacks up against the rest of the world. We're going to be talking about different stats from elementary school, high school, and post-secondary school. everybody and welcome back to our second episode of Canada vs. the World. Today we're going to be talking about education, like we said in our description. And sorry that we haven't, uh, that this is so late. We didn't have much time over the weekend and that's why it's coming out this Yep, late. that's what's coming out today. So like we just said in our uh, description, we are going to be going on about Canadian education. And um, like we said in our uh, previous episode uh, on quality of life, uh, make sure you go check that out because a lot of the info uh, is going to be like the same or we're going to be going into more detail about some of the stuff that we said in that episode. So like we said in our first episode, um, Canada ranks number three in the world in terms of overall education after the UK and the US. So, U.S. is number one, and U.K. is number two. Um, And a lot of the countries that have a very good quality of life also have very good education. So, some of the countries that um, ranked highly in quality of life also have good education, which is what I just said. So, some of the countries are, for example, Germany, Switzerland, Sweden, and Japan, as well as Australia. But uh, some new ones are France and the Netherlands. They also have very high education rankings. Yeah, I just noticed, like, a lot of them are the same, like Jack had said. But it, I find it makes a lot of sense that they're the same, because to have a good quality of life, you should have a good education. Yeah. To get a nice job, support yourself, get enough money. And many other reasons. Yeah, education plays a vital, vital role in the uh, the lives of the majority of uh, people around the world. Um, so now I'm going to dive into um, where, like, what percentage of uh, Canadian um, Canadian adolescents, I guess, um, are in like what sector of the schools. So according to uh, a study taken from the daily in a 20 in the 2016-2017 school year um, 90 92.1% of Canadian children attend uh, public or catholic schools um, and then 7.2% of Canadian children are in private schools and only 0.6% of the total 
Canadian uh, like education sector, like children going to school, are homeschooled. Um, but something that I did notice was that it seems that the farther north you go, the more homeschooling for is. For example, uh, the homeschooling rate in Manitoba is 1.7%, it's 1.8% in Alberta, and 2.8% in the Yukon. Um, Just to cut in there, Jack, um, I noticed Manitoba does not only mean the north, but I understand what you mean, like, for how it's higher. And it would make sense that it's a higher homeschooling rate because the schools might be spread apart more or it might be harder to get to school. Like in the Yukon, there might be snow, like a lot of snow in the winter and probably some in the summer, but, um, and it might be hard to get to school. So the parents might have just opted to not worry about that and just to homeschool their children. Well, if you think about it, like there's not... The farther north you go, the less, the, the, the lower the population is, the population density. And so, therefore, you have a school for maybe the same amount of people, but it would take up, like, ten times the amount of area compared to, like, a school in, say, Toronto or Edmonton or something, because these people are all spread apart in that, in that area. Yeah. And so, if they have to travel farther, then it makes more... Maybe it might make more sense to have them be homeschooled instead of traveling a lot farther in the winters where it's usually uh, a lot worse than farther south. Yes. Um, now, I don't want to like change the topic here, but I wanted to say, as a female myself, about how a lot of places, like women or girls don't have as much education and this is not the case in Canada which is amazing Mm -hmm. but in I found out how many people like how many girls are out of school and in what areas so over 132 million girls worldwide are out of school with 34.3 million in primary or elementary school uh, 30 million that would have been in lower secondary school and 67.4 in upper secondary age, which shows that the older you get, the less people think you need education. So the la- so there are more people, there are more people going, not having that education that they need the, high, the older they get. Um, so just to clarify, upper secondary, would that be like, the upper grades of high school and then post-secondary? Yeah, so primary school would be those, like, for us, it's grades JK to grade 8. But um, lower secondary would be, like, 9 to 10. 9 and 10, okay. And then, like, 11 and 12 would be upper secondary because, and they don't show post-secondary because not many developing countries have post-secondary education. Mm. Or if they do, it's probably just in select places and yes, probably not too not very available for most places. Yes. Now moving on to elementary schools, um, I was researching information on the um, elementary primary school age, and I 
found information on the amount of money spent on students every year. Okay, Jack doesn't know this information yet. Yeah, so no, Claire did a lot of research without telling me, and she was very adamant that I find out along with you guys. Yes, so I want to see his reaction. Um, but I, so every year, we know that the government spends a lot of money on students and schooling because it's very important. Mm -hmm. And when I saw how much money every year is spent on each student... This is an elementary school. Elementary schools only. Okay. Every year, I was shocked because, well, when I first saw the information, I thought it was for all the students and I was like, wow, that is really, really, really low. That, that can't be possible. And then I saw that it was for each student. It is $11,100 per student per year. So Ooh. if I am in school, elementary school, for 10 years, it costs $100,000 for my education. And my parents were, I brought this up with them, and they were saying that, like, they were like, if we just pulled you out of school and did homeschooling and the government, this would never happen, but if the government gave us the money that they spend on our schooling, they would have a lot more money yeah. because our family has four kids and, well, just $400,000 for in elementary school alone. That's yeah. a lot. So now the worldwide average spent on each student each year is... 98,000, uh, 9,800, sorry. Um, so Canada's above the average along with many countries, including like... Probably the top Sweden, tier. Iceland, Japan, United States. Well, it makes sense that if you have higher education that you're spending more because it'd be like if you have like Chromebooks or computers or better teachers yeah. or more like bigger libraries, for example, then... You're spending more on the students, so they should be gaining more from those lessons. Yes, and um, another thing I thought to bring up for the money spent on each student is the f like our taxes are paying our education, so we're paying basically the amount of money that we well later in life well, we're gonna be yeah later in life we basically pay back the education that we got in our younger years or something close to it. Or our parents or grandparents' generation is paying off ours, so then we'll pay off our the next generation. Yes. Yeah, but I like how we're above the average, but I don't want it to be like $20,000. Yeah, that'd be a little because extreme. our taxes... Okay, I overballed that there, but... Our taxes would be way higher, mm -hmm. and it would we'd have to work a lot more. So our, hopefully, our education would be a lot better. But I like the where like where Canada is compared to the worldwide average. Yeah. Um, so now we're, I'm going to be moving on with high school. Um, so high school in Canada and for the majority of uh, the U.S., I believe. High school starts in grade 9 and runs up to grade 12. Um, but in Quebec, it uh, actually starts in grade 7 and runs to grade 12. But um, there are some other schools that uh, seem to be doing that as well. But they might have like a middle school 
or a middle school attached to the high school. So it'd be like sevens and eights are still a part of that school, but they're not really like interacting with any of the, the high school kids. Yeah, they're building the school like that right next to our house. So well, right, right near our house. to our house. Um, but a little, uh, some facts about um, the high school education in Canada. So Canada was ranked number, uh, number two in reading, seventh in science, tenth in math, and um, this, and we also have the second highest high school completion rate in the world. So it means that like the number of like the average number of like high school dropouts in each country, Canada has the second least amount of dropouts on average per year yeah, in the I, world. I noticed that you don't say what is second because it might be hard to find that. Or but, first. Or yeah, first. That's what I meant. Um, but it would be really cool to find that out. I'll have to find yeah, the research add, afterwards. If we can find it, we'll add it in in our next episode. Um, yeah. But yeah, so an interesting part of uh, Canada, which I guess like the U.S. Uh, doesn't have it and maybe other countries that are mainly, um, that only speak like one language, um, they probably won't have this, but a lot of Canadian schools offer uh, French immersion or even just completely French schools. For example, um, in the town where uh, where we live, there's a all-French school um, running from uh, JK all the way up to grade 12. And there's daycare, so and there's, daycare to grade 12. Yeah, take preschool to grade 12. And... Um, and there's also multiple schools that offer French immersion. So Claire and I, we both went to uh, elementary schools that had French immersion. So it'd be a portion of our lessons would be in, in French. So for example, almost half. In grades one to grade four, we had science and math uh, in French. No, we had everything in French. No, there was the we'd have like music and art. And obviously, like, our language. Um, no, we didn't do English. Well, at least for my school. We, we, we went, went to different, different schools. schools. Um, but as you move up uh, in the French immersion program, less and less of your subjects are in, um, in French. So, for example, in high school, the only, uh, the only French, the French subjects that I have to take is my French, my, uh, my history course, and we religion. go to a Catholic high school, so we do our religion course in French. Um, and we have to do, so for grade 9 and grade 10, you have to do three subjects in French. And then grade 11 and 12, you only have to do two in French. So as you go up, less and less subjects are in French immersion. But if you go on this program, you're going to get your uh, French certificate. So you're going to be certified as uh, bilingual. Oh, I actually did not know that. Which is... In I know a lot of stuff about school. Which, which, well, know. not like certified bilingual, but it'll yeah. give you 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 get your uh, French certificate, which is um, is often like a a step up in terms of if you're if you have something on like a resume, for example. Um, yeah, we could because be- in Canada, there's a lot of people whose 
a lot of families whose primary language is French. And so. Yeah, well, we are a bilingual country, but yeah, we can get a job as tour guides for the parliament if we want. <laughs> yeah, for example, just like a lot of jobs, they maybe not require, but it's... They'd enjoy they didn't Yeah, they it's had. it's a lot better if they, they they like it a lot more if you were um, if you had your like French certificate or if you spoke French. Mm. Um, but moving on to uh, post secondary now. So um, Canadians have um, the post more post secondary education than um, any other country. Well, so, like with Russia and. Japan in second and third. So, uh, Canada Canadians have fifty five percent of Canadians have post secondary education. Oh, so we have like the highest rate of people going in and completing post secondary. Yes. School. Okay. So the employment rate of people with post secondary education, uh, Canada is below at least sixteen countries. So we're not doing that great, but. You know, we'll get there eventually. Yeah, I mean, if more and more people are going to university, they'll be getting good education, job sector, economy going up. So, yeah, so uh, nowhere in the world are women paid as much as men, going back to my topic from earlier. But the best countries are Costa Rica, which I found surprising. Yeah, With interesting. Not, women paid 93% as much as men. And Turkey and Sweden with 83 and 84%. But um, we're not anywhere high on the list with the women paid only 73% as much as men. On average. On right? average, yes. But um, a topic I thought I would bring up that we've talked about a lot at our meals, our family meals. Yes. Um, is that in the medical field, um, the female doctors were paid less than the male doctors for an appointment. So let's say they come in and their foot's hurting. The doctor checks out their foot and then the male doctors originally would, they'd just send, send them, them away and they'd have to make a different appointment for anything else. But the female doctors would ask, is there anything else I can help you with? And the studies showed that they actually talked about they did some therapy, like not therapy. But they're therapy. adding in other stuff. But they added in other stuff. They could talk about their life problems for a couple minutes if they without, wanted to. Without adding a cost to it. And it wouldn't right. add any more cost. It mm. might take five, ten extra minutes, but it wasn't any more cost. Whereas the male doctors sent them away. They have to make another appointment and come in for that. So this, does this study also show that on average female doctors have more empathy? <laughs> For their patients? Well, I think that female doctors have more empathy for their patients. But, you know, it just depends on the person. But And this is probably probably one of many factors. Yes. There's probably multiple other ones. Um, but is, say you have like a, a male entrepreneur and a female entrepreneur who, say, create businesses and they have like they went to med school so say they're both family doctors for example then the one the of these two entrepreneurs the female doctor would probably work on more than just what the person than just what the patient came in for compared to 
the male doctor. Well, yeah, and at the start, if you're an entrepreneur, like you want to be in favor, like you want your patients customer to like you. Customer service is very So important. customer service, yeah, it's more important. Than price. Than usually. the price. So they might want, they might say, okay, if I have another five minutes and I check out this thing on their hand or whatever, this weird rash on their hand. <laughs> Jack's looking, Interesting. Jack's looking at me with the face of disgust. But, like, they might say, okay, well, I can take another five minutes, and they would like it a lot more because I did two things at once. They don't have to mm-hmm. wait another week or two weeks, and they'll have a higher chance of coming back. Mm-hmm. Then later on, you could cut that out or Mm-hmm. And also, in, the, in like the, we're, we're kind of getting derailed here, but I just want to add this thing. Um, in the medical field, a lot of the times, um, like mouth-to-mouth advertising is usually like the number one way, um, like entrepreneur, like small businesses, like medical businesses get their clients. And so often, like good customer service can lead to more um, people. But um yeah, um, we're just kind of, I, w- I wanted to ask a question, I've been, I've been thinking about this, um, if you guys know how to comment, and, um, I think then, we then found out how to do it, we, and we were a little confused about it, but, um, if you, if you know how to comment, then, um, please do so, be, uh, in answer to this question, so one question that has had a lot of debate over, for a while now, it has been, do you think that uh, universities should be free? Do you think that the taxpayers should also pay for university, which I guess university students are doing now that they're yeah. adults, um, yeah. but obviously it'd probably only be like a portion of what the tuition is every year. Well, um, yeah, and like tuition's only a very small fraction of university because you yeah. need housing and food. Food's very important. <laughs> yeah. and, <laughs> and your textbooks. Yeah, textbooks, those are really transportation. expensive. Transportation. Yeah, there's a lot of factors that go into your university price. So I say if they were going to make, answering the question, I hope this does not make influence. anyone influence anyone's decisions, but I feel like... Oh, I lost my idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so I feel like if... The tuition itself was paid for, but not the textbooks, not the dorm mm-hmm. room or apartment building or any of the other stuff. That could help out the students, but it wouldn't make taxes a lot higher mm-hmm. and it wouldn't completely over, like, overrule. increase taxes. By yeah. But like, I think I said this in our last episode too. Um, like a lot of uh, Scandinavian countries have free education, which in turn leads to uh, more like higher tax rates. And um, I just thought I'd put that out there as um, something to think about. And um, that is all for this episode. So thank you for listening and join us. Uh, please tune in uh, next Sunday for... Hopefully Sunday. We're going to yes. try this time. <laughs> tune in Sunday for... Canada Canada versus versus the the world. world.